the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is Spot Truth Incorporated. Today on Know the Truth, a study about overcoming sin from Philip DeCourcy. Listen, folks, temptation won't tag us if we run fast enough and we run far enough. One of the ways that God makes for us to escape temptation is your two feet and a hard run and the resolve not to look back. We are not to argue or reason with temptation. We're to flee it. When it comes to battling sin, the deck seems to be stacked against us. First, we're born with a natural desire to do wrong. And to make matters worse, we've got a spiritual enemy just waiting for any opportunity to trip us up. Today on Know the Truth, Philip DeCourcy reminds us that God does not leave us defenseless against sin and temptation. We're looking at the final petition in the Lord's Prayer to unpack the biblical keys for victory. So here's Philip with today's message on Know the Truth. It's titled, Speak of the Devil. You may have heard the story of the minister who parked his car in an on-parking zone in a large city. He was short on time and couldn't find an open space with a meter. So he put a note under his windshield wiper that said, I have circled the block ten times. If I don't park here, I'll miss my appointment. Forgive us our trespasses. When he returned, he found a citation from a police officer along with this note. I've circled this block for 10 years. If I don't give you a ticket, I'll lose my job. Lead us not into temptation. (laughs) Lead us not into temptation is the sixth petition in the Lord's Prayer. And as such, it reminds us, as we saw the last time, that the Christian is not simply to seek forgiveness from God, as in forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned or trespassed against us. No, the Christian is not simply to seek forgiveness from God, but is also to pray for deliverance from evil. We want God to save us from the power of sin as well as the penalty of sin. You see, our experience of grace should not lessen our concern about sin, but heighten our sensitivity to it. The sinner whose evil in the past has been forgiven longs to be delivered from its tyranny in the future. We need God's pardoning grace for the wrongs we have done, and we need God's protecting grace for the wrongs we will be tempted to do. And so we want to come back to this sixth petition. We've already looked at the temptation. But in this study, I want to look at the tempter and the tempted. The tempter and the tempted. Let's look at the tempter. We read in Matthew 4, verse 3, that the Lord Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. 
The Bible is clear about the reality of moral evil in this life and its source. Well, that is um, to be found at Satan's feet. Evil does exist because this world lies under the sway of the wicked one, according to 1 John 5, verse 19. In fact, Satan is described in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, as the God of this world. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, pastor of London's famed Westminster Chapel, explains, This world is governed by a power inimical to God. He is described as the God of this world, or Satan. And he has organized his forces with such unusual ability and power and subtlety that everything in this life and the world is set against God's people. And Jesus acknowledges that. Jesus acknowledges the presence of the tempter, the personality and power of the devil. In fact, Jesus teaches us in this sixth petition that Satan does exist. There is some debate as to the rendering of this verse. Lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil is one possibility. But there's a a real possibility, and the Greek can go this way uh, very possibly, that Jesus teaches us to pray, deliver us from the evil one. And that's something you and I need to pray seriously and constantly. The evil one lives, and he uh, goes about seeking whom he may devour. And so we see here in this text the reality of Satan, his presence and his power. You and I cannot go up against the devil by ourselves, nor ought we ever to think we could. He poses a real threat along with his minions. If you read the story of Job, he is able to inflict grave bodily harm. He can spread disease. If you read about Paul's account about the ministry of the spread of the gospel in Thessalonica, he tells us in his first letter, chapter 2, verse 18, that Satan hindered him in his ministry towards the Thessalonians. According to Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 13 to 15, the devil has a ministry of twisting the Scriptures through false doctrine. He, in fact, disguises himself often as the angel of light. He sits in churches. He stands behind pulpits. He can sift and unsettle our faith. That was his intention in Peter's case when Jesus said to Peter, Satan has desired to sift you, but I've prayed for you. Luke 22, verse 31. Satan is a mean and malicious adversary who stands implacably against God, the truth, and all those who belong to God. And you and I need to give him his due. We mustn't make him bigger than he is, but we mustn't make him smaller than he is. He's not omnipresent, but he's mobile. He goes up and down the earth. He's not omnipotent, but he's strong. Jesus described him as the strong man. In the Gospel of Matthew, he is our avowed enemy. He is the avowed enemy of God and Christ and good angels. He has supernatural intelligence. He has extraordinary power. And he has a hatred for everything righteous and right. And I simply want to make you a word. There is a tempter in this world. Be sober. Be vigilant. For you have an adversary, one who stands in your way and will make it hard for you to live for Christ. And he will use the world. He will appeal to your flesh. Or he will use an alliance, sinister ministers from the underworld. 
to menace you. He is not a myth. He is not a symbol. He is not the personification of evil. He is an evil person. We ought not to think of him as we think of the Loch Ness Monster. Well, he may be there, but I've never seen him and I don't have to worry about him. The temptation, the tempter. This takes us to this uh, prayer that Jesus teaches us. Deliver us from the evil one. Temptation comes. The tempter will take his opportunity even in the midst of God's tests. And when we find ourselves in his crosshairs, we need to look to God to uh, help us and to deliver us. But we can be thankful that we serve a God who, according to the biblical record, is able to deliver the godly out of temptation. Amen? Second Peter 2, 7 through 9, especially verse 9, tells that God is able to deliver the godly from temptation. And Paul um, echoes that thought in, in one of those great verses. In uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, we read these words, No temptation has overcome you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God is able to deliver the godly from temptation. Now listen, I want you to understand in the light of what Jesus is encouraging us to pray and in the light of what Paul has just taught us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there is no degree of temptation that justifies any degree of sin in our lives because God is able and willing to deliver us from the evil that surrounds and seduces us. There is no degree of temptation that justifies any degree of sin in our life because there is not a temptation that is common to any one of us that God does not make a way of escape and enables us to bear it. So we want for a few moments to look at the tempted. We want to look at the means by which God will enable us to overcome the evil one and to um, escape from the clutch of temptation. The first thing I want you to be mindful of as we look at this text and the context is we need to be serious. If, if we're going to be delivered from evil, we need to be serious. It's futile to pray for something you don't want. So if you're going to pray this petition and you're going to look to God for an answer, you've got to be serious. We must be serious about our holiness when we pray this prayer. We've got to yield our will up to God. We've got to uh, offer our, ourselves afresh to God. This isn't a matter of sitting on your lazy boy and simply repeating Matthew 6.13. Lord, lead me down into temptation. Deliver me from evil. Now I've got that out of the way. And then you sit and just kind of wait for God to deliver you. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be serious. In praying this petition not to be led into temptation, we must be those who are willing to follow the Lord out of temptation. If we're going to pray, Lord, lead us not into, we've got to be willing for the Lord to lead us out of. We've got to commit ourselves to holiness. We've got to be willing to turn from sin. This is not the prayer of those who at the first sign of temptation raise their hands and surrender. So just mark it down. If this prayer is to make its presence felt in our life, we've got to be serious. Now let me underscore that with, I think, quite a humorous story about a man who decided that he needed to lose some weight. 
And one of the ways he thought he would help himself was to, to take a different route to work that would not take him past his favorite donut shop, which had often been the cause of him putting on those extra pounds. And that went well for some weeks until one particular morning he arrived in the office with a huge bag of donuts. And his friend said, well, what happened to your resolve and your resolution? To which he said to his co-workers, well, these are not ordinary donuts. They're from the Lord. And they said, what are you talking about? He said, let me explain. He said, I wasn't really thinking this morning, and I happened to just, you know, go my old way to work, and I find myself driving past the donut shop. And he said, you know what? I thought to myself, you know what? I would like one of those donuts, but you know what? I really shouldn't have one of those donuts. And the only way I would take one of those donuts if it really was God's will for me to have one of those donuts. And so he made a bargain with God that as he came by the donut shop, he told his friends that if there was a parking place right outside the front of the donut shop, he would take it as God's will and he would go and enjoy a bag of donuts. And finishing the story off, he says to his friends, and sure enough, after eight trips around the block, there was the parking space. Right? Be serious. Lead us not into temptation. (laughs) You must be willing for the Lord to lead you out of it and away from it. You need to be willing to resist the devil and submit yourself to God. You've got to be serious. Secondly, you've got to be separated. You've got to be separated. And this is a kind of extension of the point I just made. If we are sincerely and seriously asking God not to lead us into temptation, we will certainly see to it that we do not walk into it ourselves. That we will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We will not sit down with scoffers. We will not put ourselves in the way of sin. We will not be like the young man in Proverbs 7, verse 6, the simpleton, the fool, the knucklehead, who, according to Solomon, became prey to the prostitutes of the city because he walked down the street near her house. You know, why don't you just shoot yourself in the head, young man, says Solomon, because you're not serious and you're not separated. If you don't want to fall down, don't walk in separate places. If we're going to pray to God, do not lead us into temptation, we're going to make a commitment in our own hearts not to walk into it and to guard our hearts and our eyes and our ears. You know, earlier I said that it's not a sin to be tempted and neither it is, but I need to make one qualification to that. It is not a sin to be tempted, but it is a sin to knowingly put yourself in the way of temptation. That is a sin. It's not a sin to be tempted, but it is a sin to make yourself a target for temptation. Again and again, the Bible tells us to flee temptation. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18, 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. One of the ways that God makes for us to escape temptation is your two feet and a hard run and the resolve not to look back. We are not to argue or reason with temptation. We're to flee it. Listen, folks, temptation won't tag us if we run fast enough and we run far enough. Amen? He wants us to be serious. He wants us to be separated. He wants us to be satisfied. This prayer has already taught us to find our focus and fulfillment in God. The first half of this prayer is God-focused, God-saturated Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This prayer teaches us that before we pray, 
deliver us from evil. We need to maintain and we need to uh, develop a life that is focused on God's name, God's kingdom, God's will. We need to make it our chief end as a person to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. I think that's one of the ways by which God enables us to bear under temptation and then to escape it. It seems to me that once a man has been taken hold of by the reality that God is worth everything and God is the source of all pleasure and all reality and all good things, it's easier for him to wrestle from the grip of temptation. When a man is full of God, he has no room for what sin may offer him. Let's just jump to a final thought. Be suppliant. That is, be someone who is involved in the ministry of supplication, praying to God. Be serious. Be separated. Be satisfied. Finally, be suppliant. I mean, this point's as plain as the nose on your face. Jesus is teaching us to pray that we may be delivered and the evil one. And therefore, it seems to me that you and I can conclude that prayer plays a big role in you and I surviving Satan's attacks and assaults. You see, remember this. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of God's willingness. And God is only too willing to make all grace abound to us in all things. God is only too willing to answer this prayer. If you and I come seriously, separated, and satisfied in Him, and we pray to God that He may not abandon us in our temptation, but supply to us that which is necessary to escape it and endure it, He will. He will. Because prayer is not overcoming his reluctance. It's laying hold of his willingness. And I tell you just some of the ways in which God may answer it. He may restrain Satan. He may restrain Satan. You see that, that, that in Job where God said, Okay, you can test my servant Job. You can touch anything he has, but don't touch him. That's chapter 1. Then that doesn't work. And Satan comes back and God says, Okay, you can touch him, but you can't take his life. And what I see in that is that the devil is God's devil. That even when Satan tempts us, God sovereignly sets the limits. That's why we will never be tempted above that which we can bear. Because God is sovereign, and the devil is God's devil, and therefore he may deliver us from evil by binding or limiting Satan, or he may remove the temptation or he may remove you from the temptation, or he may supply that which is necessary to bear up, or he may even take us to heaven, which is the greatest deliverance from evil, either by death or by rapture. So be serious, be separated, be satisfied, and be suppliant. You and I can be confident as we pray the sixth petition that our Father will hear this prayer and He will answer it because He's willing. And secondly, because the Lord Jesus Christ is praying the same prayer for us. Did you know that? And the Father loves the Son. And the Son perfectly obeyed the Father. And the Son can, through His death and resurrection and present intercession, secure for us all the grace that is necessary to abound in all things. What did He say to Peter? Satan has desired to sift you, but what? 
I have prayed for you. Let's turn to Hebrews 4 and be done. And he continues, I think, to pray that kind of prayer for people just like you and me. Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Whether it's God testing us or Satan taking God's test and turning it into a temptation, whatever our need is, when we find ourselves in that common experience of being assaulted and enticed to sin, the Lord Jesus Christ will pray over our prayer and he will add his advocacy to our supplication. And that's what makes our prayer so strong and that's what will secure the answer. We can indeed overcome the down drag of our flesh if we're serious, if we're separated, if we're satisfied in God, and if we're suppliant, if we're praying for the strength that Christ is willing to give his people, the strength that he displayed in the Garden of Gethsemane in the wilderness upon the cross. An old preacher helped me understand the beauty of that in that he said, Philip, your life is fragile. It's like a thread. And by itself, it can be snapped. But he says, what Christ is offering you here in Hebrews 4 is this. He wants you to take the thread of your life and united to him, you become strong. It's like taking a thread and lacing it through the links on a chain. Try and break the thread now. You have to break the chain. And our life is hidden with Christ and God. And we're in union and communion with him. And the thread of our life is is laced through the chain of his perfection and strength. We can be more than conquerors through him who loved us. This is a theater of war. It's tough out on the streets, isn't it? The world badgers us. Satan's looking to bring us down, our own hearts at times, betrays our best intentions. Oh, beloved, be serious and be separated and find your satisfaction in God and go boldly to the throne of grace as one who is tempted and talk to one who is tempted beyond your temptation without sin and take the little thread of your life and lace it through the chain of the risen Christ. Our life is hidden with Christ, and He gives us the power to resist temptation. An encouraging reminder from Philip DeCourcy today on Know the Truth. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed as you wrestle against temptation, and you're not sure where to turn for help. Well, we hope you'll take a moment and go online to access more teaching from Philip DeCourcy on this topic. You can purchase CDs or download free audio files at ktt.org. Know the truth exists to connect you to God's truth every day. Whether you're tuning in on the radio, online, or through our podcast and mobile app, we hope you're growing in your personal walk with God and in the knowledge of His Word. These messages are freely available because friends like you freely give. And when you donate to Know the Truth today, we'll send you a book by Paul Tripp titled A Shelter in the Time of Storm. This rich devotional contains 52 meditations on Psalm 27 that will equip you with practical tools for growing through the storms of life. 
Request this featured resource when you call in your donation to 888-644-8811 or give online at ktt.org. And if you prefer to send a check, address your envelope to Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California, 92809. And if you're new to Know the Truth, when you reach out to us today, we'll send you a free CD message from Philip as a welcome gift. It's a message titled Sunny Days, and it's a sneak preview of Philip's upcoming series in Philippians. Learn more when you visit ktt.org. And while you're on our website, you can also sign up for Philip's weekly devotional, Truth Matters. You'll be inspired as you receive this email encouragement delivered right to your inbox from the desk of Philip DeCourcy. I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to come back next week when Philip DeCourcy continues our study of the Lord's Prayer. That's Monday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Comedian Jeff Allen is coming to Grace Church on Saturday, April 14th. Get your tickets at WAVA.com, keyword laugh. Oh, you ever watch your kids melt down? You ever watch them have a meltdown? That starts when they're about seven the first time. Hey, clean your room. Get off my back. Join comedian Jeff Allen at Grace Church on Saturday, April 14th. Want to laugh? Get your tickets now at WAVA.com, keyword laugh. I mean, really, your kids work a whole lot harder for your friends and neighbors than they do for you. I get calls all the time. Your sons are great. Your oldest is in my yard right now digging me a pool with a spoon. They come home, they make a ham sandwich. They put the plate in the dishwasher. What does it end around here? Join comedian Jeff Allen at Grace Church Saturday, April 14th. Get your tickets right now at WAVA.com. Keyword laugh is a Christian education. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.